Hi devs, this is Ryan, and welcome to the Debug Log episode 42. This week, Obina, Andrew, and I talk about choosing a platform for your game. There are many different things that can go into making this choice, and we hope to cover some of the big ones that maybe help you make a more informed decision. Also this week, we have a new game of the week, and I'm guessing some of you have played this one this week. It's fairly new and fairly popular, so sit back, get ready to listen, and enjoy the show. Thanks. Anyway, all right. We didn't even finish recording. My bad. We didn't even finish this. <laughs> no, we haven't. Back from the, we're gonna come back from the break, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> we literally had a good break from that one. <laughs> we yeah, did, that, we that took was, a real break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did a whole bunch of fucking introspective shit this there. Podcast um, crew is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm come done. back. And another thing. <laughs> Fucking Andrew guy has glasses. Shit on Zach. Fucking He's asshole. Andrew guy has glasses. What the fuck is this guy's glasses? <laughs> Look at him. You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. I'm Ryan Kilgore. I'm Andrew Curry. And I'm Obino Opara. And we're only three this week, um, but the show must go on. So, uh, oh, before the show gets started, though, I would like to encourage everyone to please leave uh, reviews for us on iTunes. We much appreciate it. We love hearing from all of you and, it, you know, helps boost the show and, you know, gets us circulated and, you know, just kind of gives us more momentum to give you more content. So yep. if you would please do that, that would be awesome. Um, and and uh, any other piece of social media too, like retweet us, all that great stuff. If you like us, don't retweet mean things. So, um <laughs> Anyway, to get to get to the point, um, this week our topic uh, is one I decided on, which is a platform focus, and uh, sort of the structure uh, of this you know discussion this week will be you know choosing a platform for your game. You know, basically what goes it, like what maybe thoughts should go in. To uh, to choosing a platform, you know, maybe some positive, you know, some gains and losses between platforms, you know, uh, types of even monetization amongst platforms, interface, all this type of stuff, you know, because it's it's a very, it's very important to choose the proper medium for your game because you know not everything is you know just like hey just set it in Unity and build it out to the you know a console or a mobile device and hey dollars you know money comes in uh, it just it doesn't work that way so. Gotcha. That's so kind of just the yeah. Go ahead. No, so this is uh, not the platform like you know Unity versus Unreal versus Game Maker. This is like console versus PC, etc. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Sorry gotcha. to clarify that. Yes, it's it's very much a uh, you know. Are you going to be on a mobile device? Are you going to be in on a console? Yeah. 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 The in product platform. Yeah. Are you going to be on a handheld? You know. Are you going to be on a watch nowadays? You know. Who knows? There's just a lot of things that go into that. So. To kick things off is, I guess, you know, I just like to have a discussion about, like, what do you think comes first, like the idea or the platform? Because, I mean, there's a lot of big pluses and minuses to that. So what do you guys think? Um, mm. hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you under the bus. Yeah. I, well, it, it, this is a hard one, too, because nowadays it's like in you, when you talk about the idea or the platform first, sometimes the platform can generate the ideas like say we want to make a vr game and so now what mm -hmm. can we do but then also like you said it's hard because i mean just us thinking about zach and i are working on some little games now and other people in dwarves working on games you guys working games like when you're when you're thinking about it, it it's hard because you have an you want to like tailor it to to get the maximum effort and maximum stuff out of it we talked about that before but it's hard because sometimes an idea is such a pure idea and like you have to like you were saying there's so many platforms and it's not just about vr to or like to the mobile to pc to consoles it's really about like the inputs the inputs are some of the biggest things and so mm -hmm. and we'll get into that with like as we kind of detail the parts of it but it really makes you decide on at least one at first yeah. And so I find that really hard. So, I mean, I, to me, it can go both ways right at the beginning. Yeah, I, I agree that it can definitely go both ways. Um, but I, I do like the idea, you know, let when, when you let your idea spur, you know, a lot of your decisions um, and I guess maybe direct a lot of your decisions. That's when I feel like feel like you can get really creative with what you do. 
Um, cause you, you know, you're, you're basically catering to the idea, to the, you know, what you envision to be this grand idea. Uh, so like you can tailor or, you know, make your game go for mobile and for PC or, you know, like you, I think you mentioned in a previous episode about Destiny and how their original concept was you like maybe having you know, your mobile device be, you know, the drones in the game, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the other things will be, you know, controlled by like the PC or whatever, uh, console you're mm-hmm. going to be on. But, you know, just having, you know, the idea be the focal point and then you could branch out and, you know, really diversify and be creative with the platforms that you eventually integrate or choose uh, to work with. So, I mean, again, I agree with Andrew and I definitely think it can both go both ways, but I do like the idea coming first where, you know, it can really spark and drive a lot of your game decisions. So. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that because, um, you know, like it's a broad starting point and you almost just have pure creative freedom. You're not constrained to anything yet. And so you, it may help you sort of focus down or filter to that platform you might want to use or because, you know, there's all the, all the options in the world at that point. And so you could find out, you know, hey, like I've got some cool AR idea, you know, and that doesn't play well on a console, obviously. You know, that's that's more of a focus for probably something like a mobile environment. You've just got this sort of idea that's really tailored for that so it kind of just pushes you down that route and again like Andrew said we're going to talk about some of this later but it it has become some of the mechanisms like sort of input mobility monetization other things like that that you know will push you toward that particular platform layer um you know and there yeah so and but there's also I guess an argument for the platform first as well because you know like I guess a lot of game developers at least myself tend to be some purists sometimes like let's let me get that great idea and then that'll be the core and the fun and I think that's a great way to go about it but there's all you know and also an element to just making money sometimes and say you need to like pump something out and you know there's a a proven monetization uh, strategy on a platform and you may be choosing that first kind of kind of locks you in and can focus you uh into a particular environment, you know, yeah, and I like that point because I think we uh, we kind of touched on this in uh, Andrew's uh, being strategic about scope episode. I forgot what the number it is, but um, you know, you mentioned just like how your idea or how like as you scope your idea in the very onset of a project, it can help drive a lot of your decisions, and that could, like you said, uh, if you're focusing maybe on monetization for a particular platform, that could be the initial starting point. That could be the jump off point is the platform that you actually choose. So, yeah, I think like. You said it can definitely go both ways and, and i guess it depends on where you are and what you know you, your end goal is yeah it goes back to that goal because i mean even because i mean platform this is specifically about this and all the different kind of minutiae that goes into it but the platform is one of the biggest we talked about it's one of the biggest determining factors of scope too mm-hmm. or it can be you know because you can say well this is going to be this mobile game so it's supposed to be a little more simple or this is going to be this like it just it can actually it can uh, make your scope very wildly and also based on like you said like just the past experience and uh, choosing a platform first is essential for some of these companies that have tech and you know right. the proprietary engines they've built and all this stuff is like why yeah. would they switch if they don't you know they can just try to make something work on the same the next That's Xbox true. version or whatever and again it well I keep we're kind of banging this now yeah, definitely how platform can be the first you know like your experience like you said just about companies you know, having just existing tech, but it also could be your experience as a developer. Maybe you only know C++ or something and, you know, well, this is, I'm thinking of dev platforms, but just like what target you may go into. Maybe if you only know, like, uh, what's the word? Swift, Swift or something, or I don't know, uh, Objective-C. So it may be the one that you have most experience with, so it's easier to jump into, so it makes more sense just from that standpoint. So it's something you would go towards first. Exactly. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of tech build up. At least you know I have more experience in sort of like larger companies than indie dev. But larger companies tend to have a big build up of like a huge like tech tech asset base. You know, so it's like you know like you said, you develop your engine, you develop your pipeline. Like everything is tailored to a platform at some point. So it takes a lot of momentum shift to actually say like, oh yeah, we did like you know console PC games to say we're gonna like say pivot and go to mobile or something like that you know it's that takes that takes a lot of energy to sort of switch up like that so it it, it definitely is like a place where you know having the platform will come first it's like hey we're not a mobile company and unless we want to invest a lot in becoming one then we should maybe stick to the arena we know so 
Um, but moving on, there's a, like, you know, a lot of things that go into this. And another one is time commitment. Like what is your audience's uh, availability to experience your game? Um, and there's, you know, there's definitely a, f- uh, a few very different um, ways this uh, can happen or uh, ways that it can be experienced as far as time goes. Um, I mean, you've got sort of the, like the sit down experience, like the P- like a PC or a console where, you know, you've got the user for an extended session. So that's very much going to sort of affect, the, you know, how you design your game. You know, what what are you going to do in it? Like, you know, how, how are things going to be presented to the user? What are the, you know, what are the expectations for, you know, uh, you know, inter- interaction and that type of thing? Um, and uh, there's actually a little more time for narrative in those sort of uh, in those uh, sit down experiences. I mean, you've, you've got an extended session. You know, you can sit down and deliver a story. You can uh, you know have a like a long encounter. You know, you, you've got the user. They're sitting there. You know, they're sitting there on their couch at home. They don't want to go anywhere. So it's like you know, it doesn't have to be as moment to moment. You can just sort of do what you want to do and tell the story you have. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing too with 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 the time coming like you said what the player experience is going to be that's a big deal between like all types of this like you talking about sitting down and or just the on the go mobile stuff because <laughs> there I mean there are exceptions to that rule where they're like forty hour you know RPGs on a phone they make they remake all those Final Fantasy games on the phone and people play right. them and they're great but a game like Flappy Bird would not have been a hit success like as a weird free app on Xbox nobody would have cared. Right. So it's like there there is a kind of no man's land between where sometimes certain types of experiences won't work. I mean, I guess the idea is that those phones and that mobile experience is kind of encroaching always upon that console thing until sometimes they merge someday or something. But there's still I don't know. I mean, you're still you still don't want to have the same type of. Uh, that same, you just can't do the same thing with the phone. Like if you're like, it's like people making a mate, like a big, <laughs> making Star Wars, and they expect only people to watch it on their phones. You know, like yeah. they're trying to do this surround sound, epic Gears of War four thing or something. And so that they want you at your computer, and they want you at home sitting down there, you know, engrossed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's. I mean, you're right. It's like to try to tailor something um, like from mobile, say, to the console. That, that's a very difficult thing because people on mobile, they're expecting like a much sort of much shorter session, maybe simpler mechanics. Because, I mean, you've got a you, you've got a smaller screen, you know, you're sort of on the go. Usually when you're using a mobile device, you know, maybe you're on the train, you're walking to work. Hell, you're on the toilet at work. It's like you've just got this short sort of session yeah. that you're like, you know, hey, I want to just level up or make this thing and let's get to it. It. And so you need to, you know, if that's going to be your arena, you need to sort of commit to it. You know, it's like you, you, it's you need to make sure that your game design fits within that sort of, I guess, the way society sort of thinks about how they want to interact with that platform. Yeah, because I mean, there's, and I guess since we're talking about mobile a lot right now, is uh, I guess because it's most the most like uh, in your face as far as like differences and time commitment, uh, right. but. Like, um, what was I saying? Just like you go back to, uh, I don't know, like Assassin's Creed. You know, it's just a lot of like the mobile apps nowadays. If, you know, you want to get away from, you know, you can't really tell, like you said, a whole story, a whole narr- a long narrative uh, on the phone uh, because it really just isn't meant for that. And, you know, there's like things like the interruptions for calls, you know, someone could text during the game. So it, yeah. it kind of breaks that little immersion. So that's why you like in the past, you've seen a lot of, you know, maybe like companion apps on the mobile phone like uh that would go along with maybe like i said assassin's creed you know they had that what was that the uh pirate one uh, i forgot black flag oh you know? black flag yeah, yeah yeah and they had like where you can do your ships or whatever or you know order parts or whatever um on your mobile device and this is more of like the companion apps more of the moment to less moment to moment uh, and just like quick you know leisurely things you can do as a companion app to maybe a greater or larger story, larger theme on maybe the console or, or PC. Um, but anyway, it's just like yeah, you said you have to really have to tailor your game, and it's not quite the same experience on these different platforms. So, um, so yeah, so it's and just it's like not, different. And it, well, and it's not just that. I mean, because like I said, there's they do have, and more and more every day they have these crazy, even big 3D experiences. You know, 3D worlds of RPGs on mobile devices. You know, and every day they have more and more stuff like that, but. It's almost like saying <laughs> it will be dumb if you may if you spent <laughs> hundred you call of duty money to make this big experience like that and it yeah. was exclusive to mobile. 
You know what I mean? Because that's right. not where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. I mean, yeah, they might port a version of that or port that. Maybe, you know, what even the like the technology is great and they can just port it directly and it's on the phone. Hmm. That's not where it's going <laughs> to. It's not going to take shine. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because not, that, you're not going to see the money there. <laughs> yeah, like because that, that, the phone isn't. I mean, I guess it's slowly becoming, but that's not the primary focus of your phone. And, you know, your primary focus of your phone is, you know, to make calls. Just like when you get the argument of watches, you know, the idea that I think Apple in their keynote, that's when it, when it, when they released it, it was like the idea of this iWatch is not just so you have all these fancy apps on it. It's, you know, you still want it to tell time. You want to always have the time available. You don't want it to be hard to, you know, see time at any time, any point in time. Uh, so, you know, you have, you have time, to keep time, 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 time. time. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to remain true to the, the core of whatever platform here it is so you know you can't expect to have this grand um you know experience on your phone or you know this long extended play session on your phone well that's not really the core thing you know you could like i said get interrupted with a phone call well yeah because even even if you're at home i mean i've played games that are like longer like over you get obsessed with some game on your phone and you're just sitting there on your couch but you're also not like I have the lights off and I just have my phone there. It's like you have your TV on. You're like watching stuff or listening to music and you're just right. like it's it's not I, I don't I don't really I just my anecdotal evidence and just what I see and what I see they're designed for. I don't think that phone experiences it's while they can be longer experiences, they're not made for like primary focus, <laughs> you know, in that way they're made for. And that's why the most successful ones and the ones that kind of evilly take advantage monetarily, these things are like, Oh, but you know, it's like, it's like the, uh, what are those tiny tower games and stuff where it's like, Oh, this will yeah. take 30 minutes to do. Like, so those work is like, all right, I'll leave that. Like those games have put like time based, uh, monetization in them, into them because it works because that's how people, like you said, I mean, you pick it up, you get a call, you're in line, you finally get to the front of the DMV, <laughs> you know, that there, there's those things so work two for hours that. later. Is what you're saying. <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah. You just, on an epic quest at the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just like, again, like, I mean, cause I just feel like people will be like, Oh, there you have all sorts of things on mobile, but yeah, but it just platform. It's like when we're talking about the beginning, when you're choosing your platform, it's not it, scope can come into it and like what it will involve in monetization. We'll talk about all that stuff. But a big thing, it's like, how am I best going to convey the experience I'm trying like that? It stays true to my vision. You know, I really want them engrossed in a certain way. It's an RPG or something like that. It's like, yeah, mobile might get you some money too, and like try to put it in there, but try to get it on PC at least or something, because, you know, people are going to be, you know, hunched over the screen in the dark playing your game, you know, <laughs> You paint such a pretty picture. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breathing, <Die>. heavy, sweating. <laughs> I got the act. Dragons. Um, all right. <laughs> okay, dude. So, um, yeah, so moving on. Um, the uh, sort of the next category we've just kind of been thinking about for uh, as far as like, uh, you know, targeting your game to a platform is input and interface is oh, another wait, big wait. one. Sorry, oh, quick, I'm sorry. quick question. Sorry. I mean, because yeah. I feel like we kind of got hung up on the mobile and consoles, I think, where there are two that we were bouncing between. But, you know, I think you, already, you also mentioned, you know, handhelds. Uh, oh, and, yeah, actually. Yeah. And they're, I guess, where they're play, where they where they play into, you know, the grand scheme, because I think they've Is kind they're of gonna last. <laughs> I don't actually I was thinking, yeah, I don't know where they're going to stand in the grand scheme of thing or how long they're going to maintain I guess their use, uh, but you know they also like like uh, we're saying is just they also have a different I guess perspective or a different uh, angle they bring into this you know the grand conversation of or the bigger conversation of um, you know plat or platform yeah so I guess the handful I guess you have you get it's, it's like the in between between you, uh, your mobile device and <coughs> your console slash PC where you yeah. know you're looking for maybe a longer play experience uh, and you have maybe more controls like more buttons you know more input. Uh, then like your mobile device, uh, well, actually, you know, nowadays mobile device has a lot of peripherals that you can even add buttons, but that's besides the point. Well, um, they even had like, they had neat technology with, I mean, cause I feel like it's dying cause Vita didn't do that well. I mean, you know, it just kind of petered out and then DS is amazing, but Nintendo's making so much money off mobile apps now that I feel like they're going to like, yeah, maybe I unless, well, I think the bigger thing is like, we don't know what that NX thing is, but if it is a handheld thing, it's going to be integrated with the console because PlayStation had some cool features of that, that Vita where you could do that remote play thing or where you could be playing oh, yeah, a game and neat. pick it up and yeah. play it, keep playing it. Or like they did, you could do remote play with Destiny. So it's like, 
maybe just want to grind or something. So you could be sitting not at your house, but it connects to your network and stuff and you're playing Destiny. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so, I mean, that that stuff is, I think, but that's, again, that feels like it's working best when it's integrated with system, like the mobile, like, you know, the companion app kind of thing. Yeah, and I think yeah. the reason that handhelds are really going to fall off is just, or have been falling off, is just the the capabilities of mobile devices nowadays are just gone from like, you know, they've really, I guess, peaked really high or re- peaked really quickly or on the steady rise of what I, I mean to say. It's just like they've constantly been growing, like the, the graphics have been growing, getting faster, the processing is getting a lot faster and it's always with you. I mean, there's, and it's really small. So you're getting all these advantages to just being, putting your game on mobile and even the peripherals that you can add to a mobile device to make it still feel like a, a handheld that you're used to. Uh, so it's like kind of like dying out. It's like these are expensive. I need to have my phone or need in quotations need to have my phone. Um, and oh, I can play. Need. Yeah. <laughs> and I can play any game that I want with high fidelity graphics. Well, and, so. Yeah. And it's like, it's like just having a, I mean, I understand having a bigger DSLR, but it's like having a hundred dollar point shooting camera, too. It's like oh, I have my phone. Yeah, the exactly. As good as that. Right. And it's like and, that, and it does it all at once. And if you're like especially like if you're a parent and you're looking, it's like, OK, I buy him this thing that's three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars and all the games are thirty, forty dollars, and if you look at the mobile games, most of them are free or a yeah, dollar. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's an expectation there of cost. You know, it's like if, if I buy this separate piece of hardware, then I can charge more. It's going to cost more. And you know, honestly, like you were saying with the the acceleration of like the abilities of the mobile devices, it's like you know, honestly, Nintendo. I don't or like the companies in general haven't given it an honest go at just saying, hey, can we put something on these like platforms that, you know, will like, you know, emulate or play our games. And then they, they may stand to make a ton more money than if they had, had just like creating these devices. Now, DS has been hanging on. It's very cool. But at the same time, it's like I would be buying stuff, more stuff from Nintendo if they had something that was on iPhone or Android or whatever, you know, it's like, I don't want to go out and spend that extra like 150. So like they've chosen to stick with that platform and it works for them. But at the same time, it's like, I almost feel like they could get, you know, like reduce cost and still get people to commit to playing their games. Well, well, that's what they're doing now though. I mean, we'll talk about it in game of the week, but they're having success with that. So, but I mean, they're not doing the same water. They're, they're making specific experiences, but they're not just saying the new Mario's out on that yet. They're still holding on to the hardware, man. They're not letting go of it. So Mm-mm. they saw what happened to Sega. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, but um, yeah. Speaking of the hardware, let's get to the input and interface. Um, that this is a huge, huge decision for your game because I mean, I, I personally feel as a developer, one of the biggest things is like. You know, how does the player interact with your game or your experience? Um, and it's it's so very important and there's so many different ways to do it. Um, you know, because we've got I mean, as we've stated before, we've got like sort of the console, the PC, handheld mobile. Um, and there's a difference here between like controllers, touch screens, televisions, you know, just, you know, a plethora of ways you can actually present and interact with your game. So, I mean, starting with the console, I mean, you've got a controller and there's a real advantage to that because it's sort of a known layout. There's physical buttons, you know, it's separate from the device, uh, you know, and you can kind of tailor your experience to, you know, using that, uh, that controller, uh, because it's a known layout and you can, I think I'm going in circles here with my speak, but anyway, it's a, it's a known layout. Though. Yeah, it's a known layout. <laughs> just, layout but just know but it's, 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 it's all, yeah, <laughs> it's all very discreet buttons. And so, you know, and it, it's, I guess I can't think of anything. Well, it's a good standard. Fact. I mean, it's because yeah. PC across, I mean, they do have, but even when PC has the game pad controllers that aren't just using the Xbox or play PS4 one. They look just like an Xbox controller. That's become like a standard language now. You have right bumpers, left bumpers, triggers, four buttons. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, there was a crazy time we had N64 controllers and in you know, yeah. and Sega ones and Dreamcast controllers, that big old thing, whatever that was. Oh, God. <laughs> so they kind of settled on it. So, yeah, so it's a, just a, it's a nice standard to have with consoles and frankly with consoles i mean that's that's the that's kind of the common theme across consoles picking that as a platform is like stability 
as far as specs and then as far as inputs and you know it should work no matter what and not only that right. you get the the power of the uh console as well at least now you're way, playing with yeah. power yeah and now you're saying. playing with power exactly <laughs> sorry yeah oh no um but yeah, so and then you also have on the other end of that, you've got sort of the, the uh, PC, which is a similar beast, but it has a keyboard and mouse. And there's just like, you know, an array of things you can do there. Say like for something like a flight sim, you can just like have all the little keys do all the little things to control your plane. Whereas, you know, something like a controller, that could be a hard experience to relay on. Um, you know, that to, to actually have that full control or even, you know, the experience of buying extra peripherals for a game. So like, yeah. you know, the, the, the hots controllers or whatever, like hands on throttle type of stuff well, for, you know, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it's interesting because console and PC are like the closest. If you think about like platforms, you mm-hmm. kind of would consider like, yeah, PC and console, pretty much the same thing. But in this category, as far as input and interface, yeah. They are like the, that's the biggest divide because mobile is closer to PC because you can just point and stuff and click it because like like an RTS genre really does not they have not made one that I mean they've tried Halo Wars and other things but there's some things that just it's gonna feel a hundred percent better on a mouse and keyboard some people argue FPS is I'm not a fan of that on PC I'm a newer what? kid. I like I like the I like the controllers. I feel like it's more. I've said this before. I think it feels like I'm gunslinging more or something. Like I like that. <laughs> to you, me, you it's like, like the trigger. And I, I like that, the trigger and I like the vibration. I like all that stuff. Is like. I think I paused it. I paused to emphasize it. That's why I, I started to say like vibration. <laughs> but like it's weird to me because you know that's what you do when you play Destiny or something. You're like, oh, the guns feel really neat, but on a keyboard they don't. That part of that is the sound and the, the the rumble and all that stuff is part of the experience to me. I just grew up with, I mean, because when FES when my first like we talked about, being in my field the same way. I don't know, but Halo was my kind of inaugural FPS. So that's and that was the first one that ever worked really well in a console. So I kind of baptized in that crucible. Well, I, I I totally agree with the immersion factor, like the, you know the fact that you do have that sort of like hardware trigger pull and that vibration of the gun like kicking or whatever. I mean that that is fantastic. I just you know for me to, to get off on a little bit of a tangent, it's like the ability to actually target acquisition and like you know just basically accuracy and firing. I am oh, yeah. garbage on, oh, yeah. on a console. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing that you could. It's easier on a. PC, it is easier to point mm-hmm. at somebody's head. It's like that's way easier than trying to swing this. But like, I, I just like it. I just think it's. But well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's two things that are basically the same thing. Like a game, like a game that is kind of applicable, like a Dark Souls or a Witcher comes out, and both of them, there's basically no difference between the console and PC version. But you try to put Civ on the console, that's not happening. Oh, <laughs> you no, know what absolutely. I mean? Like it's just not yeah. happening. They're, they'll never. They'll put Civ Revolution and kind of you know. <clears throat> water it down and stuff but there's just some experiences outside of fps's it's just there's whole types of genres of games that just can't really exist they're in, almost right out yeah yeah, yeah. it's like because i remember i remember there's the uh there's a lord of the rings sort of moba that came out at one point and it wasn't bad but oh, i played still, that yeah, yeah yeah it was all right but it was still you felt the limitations of the input system it's like well you know i you know i don't have that smooth mouse and can't like sort of like grab all the directions it's like the thumbstick kind of works but well and you know and that's why i wonder you're talking about platform and idea first because then you have a game like uh smite which came along and it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. we can make it like it was made on PC first and like with the, those controls. But they're really kind of hitting their stride with these console versions out now because I think it just came out for PS4 or two or something. So it's like, mm-hmm. but I wonder if that was always the, you know, it's like the guy, the Netflix guy named the company Netflix because he knew he was going to stream stuff one day. It's like I, if, if they were like, well, let's figure out what works best with the controller and then we'll kind of move towards that because then that's like the platform their goal platform setting you know decisions of how the game design is which is interesting right it's true because it works as a third person game you know league of legends does not work with the controller they try to like snow both the steam control no that's steam controllers <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that thing's okay. weird i have yeah. one it's <laughs> i do too i own it's one interesting but it <laughs> Yeah, interesting is a nice way of saying I'm not using this right It kind of doesn't work for either, because I even just tried to play Fallout 4 on it, and it's like, doesn't work for an FPS that great. I was like, I don't like this either. It's just strange. Yeah. So, they try. They try. They try. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it, it's, I don't like that thing. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, another, an actual another genre is handheld. And again, this is sort of going back to, this, you know, I'll say it again, the known layout. Make sure your physical buttons, your touchscreen stylus. Um, you know, it's, again, this one's kind of sort of an in-between for PCs and consoles and mobile. It's like kind of got a little bit of both. And honestly, I feel like it's the one that's sort of going to phase out. You've, you've got your, your, you know, pre-known buttons, but you've also got a touchscreen and a stylus, and, you know, it's only on a few devices, which I feel that, like, mobile could just fill that gap. I don't, you know, really see the handheld sticking around that long, and so choosing that is just a much more narrow sort of arena to be in, because... I don't know, mo- like mobile or PC would just be a better choice, it feels like. I, I guess know. handheld, that's actually a good point, because I mean, with the DS, yeah. like that's <laughs> that's a very specific platform. It's like, well, I want a stylus, but I also want two screens, <laughs> like right. a dual monitor layout or something. Right. You, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't do that anywhere else. It's just on that platform. So if you yeah, have an idea like, for that, you can't, you know, you can't port that to a TV or something. Yeah, it's like, what, like, or dual monitor, like, what do I get, like, two surfaces and then, like, sit yeah, and maybe emulate it on yeah. Windows? Yeah, it's like, it, it, I, I don't know, but that's, that's, I mean, that's a choice that you, you really just are onboarding with a certain, I guess, group of players in a, you know, obviously a one company and just trying to tailor it to that device and, you know... It's not to say that doesn't work. I mean, there's obviously a lot of games like Monster Hunter and things of the nature that sell very well on there, but it's definitely one of the more narrow approaches because again like moving on to mobile now it's like we they've got a lot of the same you know sort of uh inputs and interactions there um you know and the one thing about mobile though i will say is you know whereas like say a ds it has a certain set of specifications mobile it's now wild west you know how many android (laughs) devices are there out there i mean there's just tons and tons of them you're dealing with different screen resolutions different just like base OS's, like how did they modify this version of the Android OS? Like right. what are their input systems? Well, but, do they have a stylus? You know, but they so. also they brought in the the two kind of like I mean, maybe there maybe there's more, but to me like the two kind of groundbreaking things they brought into the mix and and the best mobile games usually take advantage of it is the actual ability to touch the screen and swipe and do those things you know like manipulate things yes. for real and yeah. the gyroscope. But that's a big deal in a lot yeah, of those the games too. Open, yeah. So you get things accelerometer as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So if you take the games to like Temple Run, which take advantage of both of those, all those things, they do really well because it works exactly for that platform. You know, they try. They, yeah. In fact, there. You know, I've told. Have you guys? Are you guys aware of this? Because we're always talking. <laughs> this is like a tiny side what, tangent. A mobile this has yes. to do with this has to do with input controls and a weird thing. Have you guys been to an arcade anywhere in the past? Not like a. You guys are in San Francisco, not like a hipster cool bar <laughs> arcade or something. What, I mean, what, like, what, just get it out. What kind of? Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> don't shut us down before you. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, that's that, I'm, you know, you know that comes out of like jealousy because you guys have more stuff like that. Other, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, we're like, oh, this is like a weird, fun laser tag place, and they have an arcade and stuff. Back in the day, that just it was fun. That's where you played Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and all that stuff. Right, right. And I took Alex, my five year old daughter, to one to there's like a place that has like a bowling and I don't know this place by the movie theater, like a family thing like that. But all the arcade games I've talked about this for in Digital Dads, all the arcade games are enlarged mobile games. They have a flappy oh, bird yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah I've they seen have the little, a that sword jetpack, one. Yep. Jetpack Joyride. They had a Fruit Ninja thing. Yeah, they have, Fruit Ninja. And they have yeah. Temple Run. And Temple Run is just like a you have a ball, like a golden tee kind of, mm-hmm. you know, this little uh, rollerball control. And it's really hard to play that game like that. <laughs> and it's funny because you're like pumping in a dollar fifty for a play for a game that is free oh on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> let's done. play this. I was like, that's well uh, like here, just. Yeah, our Flappy Bird. She's Wait, like, was it? Let's do this again. I was like, I just hand her my phone. I was like, just do it on this. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not big enough. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Like we always talk about arcades dying, but they've been like they just, just re and well, There's yeah, a rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like very, very, very strange. But then they also charge for them. But also you realize, too, how important those mobile things because i guess in the fr- the inputs controls are because i guess in the fruit ninja you can like touch it's just a huge touch screen yeah yeah but some of the other ones it's just like jetpack joyride is a one button game <laughs> and but they yeah. like but you're sitting in this little seat and you're just hitting one but it's just weird i was like this is it doesn't it, it just shows you how like you can try to stretch it but it doesn't work like timble run for example and how timble run is a perfect example one that works really great on a mobile device 
Yeah, no that that, that is that is so funny that you you mentioned that because so like when you were when you were saying about the uh, I guess it was Temple Run or whatever. So they have the old like ball like a uh, centipede. I'm really yeah. dating myself. Yeah, there. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a, that's back on the Nokia. That's our first time. Yeah, <laughs> that's Snake, dude. Oh, that was Snake. <laughs> Jesus, you youngin. God, <laughs> I gotta go buy my funeral plot. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's like, and I guess multi-touch is a big thing too. Not just because I guess you could always emulate touch with a mouse. But mm-hmm. we all know if we're making a multi-touch game, you're like, oh, this is a pain. You have to like build it to the device to actually try some of these things because you can't fake that with a mouse. Yeah, uh, it's very to, difficult to. And you need your remote. But yeah, but yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. your remote. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, um, but yeah, you know, mobile moving into arcades now. Apparently, I um, find, but I find this one, like I said before, when we started the show, I think to me the part or I always had the most hemming and hawing is this input stuff. Because you're like, oh, it could be a mobile. Wait a second, that would change all my design. We'd have to make it like this, and you know, well, that, that's, that's a very good hard. point. Yeah, because I mean, I, I've actually you know been at companies where it's like they, they just are very blasé about the input, or maybe you know how the game is presented on that device, because they're just like, oh, well, you know, we want this sort of um, portrait one-handed experience where you can just play the game on the train, smoking a cigarette, doing whatever, you know, and. <laughs> And uh, just kind of, kind of hit these buttons and do the sync. Yeah, there's some truth behind this. <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, what if we made it landscape?" And you're like, "Why?" Right. Because now the artists have depended on this aspect ratio and yeah. like the way these things look and to develop levels like this. And then they've also kind of determined an input scheme is going to be one handed, where now landscape is more yeah. of a two handed thing. Yeah. And you just get, you just get these scenarios where you're like you're really sort of like hindering some of the experience because you're setting up one environment and then just wanting to pivot to another and acting like it's all the same thing. And this even goes so far as like saying, well, it's on a mobile device. That's Apple. What if we just put it on Apple TV? Now we're back to what the hell? Because now you're talking about sitting on a couch versus carrying it around and on the train and smoking a cigarette. Those are two very different things. And this is almost where you, I would listen to being the most and we're talking about just following your heart and the vision at the beginning and like your idea, because (laughs) I wasn't being cheesy. I was being I'm real. But like, he was but, serenading you. Yeah. Exactly. Just follow your heart. But like, <laughs> it, because you can get fooled by a lot of this stuff because you can look at, oh, look, Bastion's out on my phone. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. But that game sucks. And I mean, they did a great job. And But I, I hope that's not somebody's primary experience playing that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm very, I don't know, like I said with the Halo, I'm just, when I think about my favorite games, I'm very experience-based. I remember how it felt mm-hmm. and the controls, and that's that's a big part for me, that whole UX of it, and not just, oh, that game exists on that, too. It's kind of crappy. Like, Minecraft is, I hate playing that thing. I mean, I guess sometimes it doesn't matter. Kids love it on the iPad and phone, so maybe that's whatever. But I, I find that, like, don't, get fooled because i mean there is money to be made through all these but try to find the one that's the optimal first and then you could right think about trying to make it work later on because some people some people mobile people might not care sometimes they just want it on the device just to try it so yeah i want to have it in my pocket immediately available please (laughs) you know it's like it's gonna suck i don't care yeah (laughs) all right 99 uh, cents, please. Actually, what you guys actually, we were talking and we were all this mobile talk reminded me of another aspect of like choosing your platform that we didn't really note here is just like, um, you know, how you the release, I guess, process or, you know, the validation slash release process of your game and how that will impact, I guess, your decision for platform. Like uh, when we were talking about iOS versus Android and what it takes to release a game using, I mean, on iOS, the, on the App Store versus on the Play, Google Play Store. Same is true for, you know, your consoles and right. I guess releasing on you know, PC or Steam or, you know, going one of those routes. So, you know, that's another decision, I guess, decision process that you're, a decision you have to keep in mind when you're choosing your platform is, I guess, how, you know, how easy it's going to be to release on certain, certain platforms. And oh, yeah. And related to that, because this is also, we didn't talk about this either. Because mm-hmm. really that, so it's like releasing and updating, but another big one, because this is, this one might be the most important one for just indie devs. It might be two or three people or maybe one person. <laughs> is that what platform can you support, (laughs) right? Because if it's like on a phone or 
like say you released it on iOS. Like, well, you could extensively buy the, like four or five different devices and be covered mm-hmm. for all the ones that could run on. So something you could try to recreate errors and like work through if there's problems or people returning it, like something comes up, you could try to work through it. Mm-hmm. But PC, I've heard nightmare stories like and then some people have support groups and they have people in it and so like and they can handle it but if you release games on steam if you read like people's postmortems it's something people i you used to not notice but then i start seeing like i think the super meat guys the super meat boy <laughs> he was talking about he was just talk to these people in these emails like they're on this windows nt machine and they're trying to run like it sounds like support calls from hell like so what is this it's just yeah. made it's like no this is some weird imported computer that doesn't you know like it's a windows <laughs> boot leg or whatever running on it so yeah oh it, we're still running windows xp on the, your like little homebrew system man. the variables of that scare me whereas a console that's what it is it's the same thing, which is nice, you know. So if a bug's happening, it should be happening almost everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. So um, now moving on to monetization, the big thing, the stuff that's going to keep you alive and employed and food in your belly and not dead on the street. Um, <laughs> definitely a ton of ways. <laughs> yeah. Just just to emphasize the importance of it. Um, really. Yes, um, there's a, you know there's a ton of ways to do this and many different ways to do it across platforms and um, you know kind of like we were saying just a second ago with you know how easy is it to sort of get into support and maintain a platform is you know also kind of how easy is it for maybe say a smaller team to um, I guess monetize on that platform so you know things right. things like you know mobile they see more sort of like microtransactions and you've you've just sort of built in APIs and systems within an environment say like the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store and or uh, I guess App Store sorry um, you know, integrating with that to actually, you know, make your money. And that's, you know, just a s- sort of simpler, more incremental way to make a few dollars. Um, you know, so mobile's got things like sort of like the gotcha systems where it's like, you know, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, roll and open this, open up this like egg and there's some random thing that comes out and it's maybe the thing I wanted, maybe a dupe and I've got to go back and do things like that. And, or maybe you pay for more eggs to try to get more things. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of ways to do this. Like there's like, you know, hard currency, soft currency, uh, little add ons, purchasing hints of things of that nature. Um, uh, but like microtransactions are definitely a very big part of mobile. And it's, you know, something that the developer can support fairly well, I feel. Well, they try it, too. That That's the one thing they try it. They keep trying to put them in the console games and people hate it because right. they're not really the only time it works is when the game's free. But people like I think remember they did that stuff with Dead Space Three and people had a cow because like this is a sixty dollar game, and you're already putting in microtransactions. Like, I understand they're not spending money because like we did that with Smite. I think we bought that Founders Pack on Xbox just because like well this is already free. I mean I might as well buy this and right. So you feel more apt to do that. But I think also an interesting um, point about the monetization and just the strategies that work in different platforms. Like that's one the microtransactions, but also it's like really governing this is like what are the people willing to put up with on on devices because <laughs> because it's interesting you think about it because the one of the the kind of newer tactics over the past year and crossroad did so well is these mobile videos the ads on mo- like on mobile games with these videos saying oh, like right hey on, yeah. if you get like in like crossroad example it's say hey earn 100 100 points if you just watch this little video and they're like very non-invasive like you're like yeah sure whatever and it's awesome that you get 100, 100 gold and you can do whatever you want with it. And it's just a very, instead of trying to get you to buy it, which I'm not going to buy a dollar's worth of gold or something, you know, they're just like, yeah, it, it seemed very, it was just ingenious. We talked about how cool it was. But that same model on a console game, if you throw up a full screen ad, I'm going to punch you in the face. It's like, what am <laughs> I watching? I my beer it's like, across the yeah, room. it's like, yeah. why? You think about it because it's, it's like violently. Like, I get mad at the YouTube ads. Like, wow, what is this? Like, if you're in that experience where you're, like you said, like you're in a different mode. Like, I'm sitting here playing fully immersed in this game, and that just does not work. So, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've noticed that the Crossroad guys who made that Pac Man 256 game, or they also do this for Crossroad thing too. It's like, you can um like on the on the mobile it's the same kind of model like for Pac-Man. So you it's free, but then you can buy the coins or whatever to upgrade or buy these characters or these whatever, you know. But on the on Steam where it's they put it on there, it's just five bucks, all that stuff unlocks. 
So they're like, no, we're not even going to deal with that because people are not going to watch a video on here. You know, that's not going to be something that happens in the middle of your gaming. So I think that's interesting is that something that is is actually a, one of the better ways to kind of monetize and put ads in a game now that don't re- aren't don't really piss us off is a way it would be horrible on the other end of the spectrum. And it's just like you said, because on the mobile, it's like, well, I'm just going to put this down for a second and look at the computer or look at the TV show I'm watching, you know. Right. Yeah, it's like that doesn't really bother you because it's almost like a secondary thing on mobile. It's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what's going on on Game of Thrones? Okay, okay yeah, great. Now, okay, I'm now playing, back, I'm not back. playing phone games. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's a bad example. That's a bad example. Um, <laughs> but no, you're very right. Like you know, if I was in the middle of like Fallout or you know Skyrim or something like that, all of a sudden it's like, hey, watch this video about Wacky Carland. I'm like, nope. what the fuck is this shit? You know. It's, yeah. You know, get rid of this. It's like you just pulled me out of this like really elaborate and en- environment that I've decided I want to sit on my couch and play for a few hours just to show me that it just it doesn't work. And, you know, so th- things like the pay up front model work really well for consoles. It's like, give it to me. I just want to experience it and it alone. I'll pay the money. And, you know, I know it's going to be high quality and or hopefully high quality, you know, and let's let's just do this. So, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, some mobile does that. Uh, I guess the pay up front model, like you were mentioning earlier, some of the uh, Final Fantasy games do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like, because they're, they're, there's, I mean, one, they're just sort of like porting, retrofitting them. So there's not a lot of room necessarily for microtransactions or anything like that. But, you know, I almost kind of prefer that myself on mobile sometimes. It's like, just give me the experience and, you know, maybe I'll pay you for like customization or something like that. But outside of that, nah. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan of premium games on mobile because I, I like that both yeah. exist. Because I like the fact that you could still buy a, I, I bought a, I bought XCOM on iPad or mobile like twenty dollars. That worked really well on, it, I, yeah. on that platform, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's almost preferred sometimes because it's nice to be able to touch the squares and hit the things, and it works almost perfectly. So I, I'm I'm happy with that. And, and but then I also like the idea of people experimenting with the different models. I, when I was looking to this game, I bought this game because just research we're doing and there's this game that's like rpg uh, retro rpg research that's what it is it's like what's playing the game too i guess but there's a game called wayward souls and they did a weird thing because it's like an old school action rpg type one but they i think it was four or five bucks initially or three dollars but they they'll put it out and then the updates they put out are like it's a lot of content they'll add all the story and hours of gameplay or something just like what people expect maybe with mobile updates but they just raise the price by a dollar every time they do an update. So it's like eight bucks now. I was like, that's kind of neat. And it does really well. So you have room on a mobile platform for like talking about it, so like which platform you choose. You have room to uh, experiment with all different types of things. Whereas like on a console, it's like you have a weird territory there because people, it's 60 bucks, yeah. 60 bucks, 20 bucks. But then games are like a big game and it comes out. It's weird. Like we always say that. It's like, well, I wish they were like 40 bucks. But sometimes they come out as 40 bucks. You're like, what's wrong with it? Why is it $40? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's a weird discrimination against that. But it's like, eh, it might be fine. But it's just, I guess like that's like state of the care of those games. You know, that mid tier. So that game is great, by the way. Please yeah. state of decay. Yeah. Um, I'll pitch in for Undead Labs on that one. Uh <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, speaking of, like, you know, the whole DLC thing, though, um, this is kind of off the cuff, but did you guys uh, ever play Red Dead Redemption? Uh, I think I played yeah, it in, like, Walmart game. or something. That game, that <laughs> game has game, which, one of the best endings of a game ever. Yes. Like, transitioning does. into an ending in an open-world game and back to the open world, it's awesome. Yeah, and it, it's fantastic. It's now out on Xbox One backwards compatibility. And speaking of their DLC, it's like, again, this game's back in like, what, 2010 or something like that? I forget exactly when it was. But, um, you know, it's like all the DLC is, or most, sorry, not all, most of the DLC is free now. And so that sort of model of like getting people into that universe, um, yeah, it works really well because I'm, I'm playing it again now and I heard they're supposedly doing a second one, so... Uh, and that's a whole not, we could do a whole other episode about that too just about yeah. the dlc and the expansion versus expansion packs and how that's changed everything and expectations and people yeah. getting pissed yeah. when you when you ship stuff on the disc 
and it's a DLC item, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you're just basically <laughs> unlocking what's already on your disc. Okay. Yeah. Sons of bitches, I already <laughs> have it here. I've got the code right there. Yeah, it's like, come on, I know those assets are in there. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, one other thing just to throw in there is for monetization is subscription-based, which doesn't show up a lot on many platforms other than PCs. Uh, it's getting a little more on consoles now with, like, some of the Elder Scrolls stuff and things of that nature. But um, it's really not that prevalent on mobile outside of more, like, sort of service-based things, you know, like Spotify and things of that nature. Um, I just haven't – I don't know. Have you guys really seen anyone who's sort of capitalized on a, a subscription-based uh monetization strategy for a game on mobile recently no so. we i'm pretty sure we will soon with apple's uh you know subscription thing was it apple that did that the new subscription based um oh what is that i, I, I may miss that i think yeah i think they want to move to subscription <laughs> this is our new new segment of like i think i heard something i about think it. i heard something <laughs> here's the rumor mill the hearsay yeah the rumor mill <laughs> yeah please. Yeah, I, no, I really think they they're starting to move towards a some more subscription. I I don't know actually. Actually, like erase the SNL all, drunk it, uncle it, thing. Yeah. Erase everything I'm I just said. I'm pretty sure I heard Andrew. about this. Yeah. I guess I'm editing this one, so yeah. I think if you send a pint of blood, it'll give you some free credits. Here's a good. You need an edit point. Good point, Ryan. Because <laughs> thank you, Andrew. All right, back back to the script. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The subscription things are weird. And I even think that's dying out more completely because they somebody made the point how they changed because, <clears throat> you know, like Overwatch and those characters and all that stuff is from their supposedly from the ashes of that big Titan MMO project they worked right. on. Right. Yeah. And they kind of scrapped that for whatever reason. I didn't. But they some you I heard somebody even talking just thinking about the ideas that how everybody tried to like challenge world of warcraft wow and nothing nobody could do it nobody could get the subscription every month 15 bucks a month yeah. and they always go free and they're like well everything's just free now whatever and they turn into but and somebody made the argument that even i don't think another blizzard one could actually challenge it because we're kind of past that you know what i mean because like, i don't want to get to, into another one and pay 15 bucks a month for a game because back then it was the big experience and now it's like there's so many free MMOs and things and just there's so much stuff free to play the free to play free to play triple A games are just like exploding now across a lot of, you know, territories and stuff. So I, I don't think subscription is something that might not last as long as we think it will. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah. So there's monetization front and back right there. Um, a lot of it. A lot of different ways to attack it and a lot of different opinions on it. So, um, but, you know, this sort of wraps up a world like our conversation about platform and choosing that. And, um, you know, there are just a lot of different things to consider when you're looking to uh, publish a game. And, you know, your platform is going to be key, I feel, to any one of those. And, you know, all the topics we've discussed tonight, you know, go into sort of... um, you know, choosing that platform and, you know, it, it's going to be tough and there's going to be like sort of some pluses and minuses, gives and takes that you're going to have to do with this. But, um, you know, overall, there's really no right answer except for what works well for your game. So um, I hope this has been helpful and we're going to take a little break right now and come back with game of the week. So see you then. everybody and this week on the debug log we have a new game of the week and this week's you game of the we, week is what don't interrupt me in my moment sorry <laughs> i was just like you <laughs> That's know okay go ahead we've got our new little uh stinger music or whatever no need for you to sing oh do we have singer music yeah it already has oh, you no, doing it in there yeah. damn did you oh, not listen you didn't listen to the episode i did it sounded yeah. horrible i need to record a few more <laughs> okay we're gonna start totally we're, it's gonna evolve we're gonna keep building on it it's gonna yeah, be this huge I, mean, <laughs> I can falsetto a little better But this week's game of the week is Pokemon Go. It's the world's game thing, of the week. Seriously. Yeah, the <laughs> no kidding, man. 
this thing has been doing gangbusters. Um, it is like I see people walking around my apartment complex. Their faces in the phone about to walk into like a crosswalk <laughs> trying to catch Seriously. a Pokemon. It's it's nuts. It's awesome. Um, but again, this is sort of a you know goes with the episode too, where it's like a sort of choose your platform thing. Um, you know, I'm I'll be honest. I'm not like a huge. Po- Pokemon fan slash player. It was sort of after my time, so to speak. Um, but from what I understand about the game, as far as like, you know, catching these Pokemon, leveling them up, having them fight, you know, this adaptation to this mobile AR platform is brilliant. I mean, and you can just see that again and, you know, just walk out in public and watch how many people have their heads in their phones swiping yeah. and trying to throw these little pokeballs at people. I think um, it, it was a brilliant choice. Yeah, I think they really, really kept at least, you know, for, you know, I guess being at 2016, they really captured what, you know, it would feel like to be, I guess, uh, quote unquote, Pokemon trainer, I guess, a Pokemon catch hunter. Catch them all. Right. Yeah, Ash, <laughs> catch them in the making. And, it, and, it, and I guess the addition well, then again, I mean, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of negatives to this game, uh, but I think I guess Andrew or Ryan could talk about that. But, you know, there's a lot of the, the they added like AR to the game, which kind of makes you feel a little bit even more immersed in this environment or this world that where your Pokemon are actually in your world. Um you know, like and you're taking back to your, I guess your childhood of when you're watching those Pokemon and watch your childhood. Yeah, my childhood when you're watching Pokemon, <laughs> you know, Ash catching catch, catch and like Pikachu and whatever. Um, so, that, you know, they had this they have AR and you can, of course, of course, switch it off. But you I guess you start off with, you know, the typical three Pokemon, which is, you know, Squirtle. Bulbasaur and what's the other one? Charmander. 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 This is an explicit show, but it's not that explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Squirtle. (laughs) (laughs) You went too far, Andrew. Well, now we know what you like. Exactly. I know it's your first one. I'm also not a. I'm also not a Pokemon guy, so this sounds crazy to me. But yeah, go ahead. Squirtle (laughs) guy. It's a funny yeah, word. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, and Elliot, they use like geolocation and they use all these, uh, you know, cool tricks. I think they, the publisher, which is our developer, was Niantic. Uh, yes. Incorporated. And they, I think they had a previous game, what was called uh, Idris? What was it called In- again? Ingress. Ingress. Yeah, yeah. Which was basically using the same, like, geo location stuff. So, same idea. Yeah, idea. And I think they, Pokemon Gold is almost like a. a was it a skin of that game uh, where they, you know, use all these little hot spaces in your town or in your city. Um, like we have, I don't know this fountain near our apartment. That's one of these pokey spots. And that's where you like can, I mean the UI, I guess you can talk about the UI too. Just, uh, just like, it's really simple UI, nothing fancy. It's, I think the gameplay in its essence and at the core is not that complicated. It's very, very simple. Uh, I think a lot of us <laughs> as Unity developers could probably whip this up in a week or so. Anyway, uh, you know, minus the geolocation stuff. But it's just really simple uh, gameplay. It's But it's just fun and engaging. And it really encourages you to learn your city and learn your town and learn you know, explore, and I feel like get some exercise. Actually, yeah, I mean, you, people are actually going out to that, going on walks. Yeah, that's what I, I that's talked really, to. I was I ate dinner with one of my friends this weekend. He's like he's he's like forty two, but he works at a software company with all these like twenty five year olds. <laughs> he's like. All week, that's all these guys have been doing. They don't even eat lunch. They just go out. They go out of the building and start walking around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah so. and, and that's the point. It's it, kind of brilliant. It yeah. really is. They, they added these, I think they're eggs, pokey eggs or something like that. And you have this little incubator that you can put these eggs into. And the more you walk, I think like an egg can t- take like, you know, have to walk 10 kilometers. You have to walk five kilometers or two kilometers for it to hatch, to hatch a Pokemon. But that's the way they encourage you to like walk and see your city. And you can't like, you can't just drive, uh, which is an interesting thing that it is like you, if you go above like, I don't know, 15 miles per hour or something like that, they say, you know, this doesn't account or accrue is in a crew towards that kilometer. Yeah. They limits. start running. The uh, character starts running. The character starts driving, running. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's interesting. So how they, they kind of force you to walk and force you to explore your city and you learn pieces and, 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 um, I guess attractions in your city that you may have not seen before, uh, which is really cool. 
Um, I guess yeah, because a lot of a lot of those attractions, right, are like places for like where the gyms are set up, or like there's like sort of a, a monument or uh, I don't know a focus point where you can like get more pokeballs, or you can take it over and have you know your your team control it and things of that nature. Yeah, they tried. Their, These are all physical locations, right? And they tried to because I found a bunch of stories related to this, like weird things in the world, and one of them relates to that because I guess what the algorithm is is that it finds. They, what it is, they find like things that are like schools and churches and stuff, things like malls or people would be together anyway. Like that's what it's places Andrew can't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50 yards. With his creepy but, like, van. <laughs> yeah. but like, so like where people would be anyway. And then they say, okay, that's a natural point to put a gym or whatever. But one of the stories was a guy like, I guess his house, he lives in like a, it used to be a church which is kind of creepy. Like, it's a weird, like, it's an old, like, uh, renovated church, but it's like 50 years ago when it was a church. But it's been designated as a gym in that system. So he has these people just creeping up to his house, like, like hundreds of people, <laughs> like, just standing outside or pulling up their cars and just sitting there in front of his house. He's like, uh... <laughs> it's good for him, though, Why right? Why taking pictures of me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, I think... Um, I think oh, well, just to just to add on to that and just like the social component they tried to leverage in this game, uh, it makes it pretty unique. I think they have these items called lures, lures, L-U-R-E, mm-hmm. um, that you could drop at different these pokey stops or these little locations around your city. And I guess that's it, it really helps attract people there because people are just going to see those lures and because that's what lures all the uh, Pokemon to you. So a lot of people are just mm-hmm. like rushing towards these places. So I mean, when you get there, I think when I see people there, I never see them interacting. I just see them on the phone, which is kind of ironic that, you know, it's supposed to be these this social component to the game where everyone's, you know, interacting with each other. But they're really just catching Pokemon, which is kind of funny. But oh, and running away. That goes with the other story that I found, which the police arrested four guys who were setting (laughs) lures of beacons and they're doing that and attracting people and then like robbing them. It's not funny, but it is funny. So there's like, there's all this is, but this is like three days after the thing came out. Like, there's already these whole subcultures within, like, there's an underground crime syndicate, Pokemon Go stuff. Like, it's so fast. This is happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, they're like, just be careful before you're telling a stranger where you are and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's a word of warning, too. If you play this game, maybe don't go to some weird location by yourself at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just a lot of awesome things they did with this game. I must say, though, you know, coming from, you know, not knowing Pokemon and just sort of like the initial impression of the game, there's a few things they could work on, like the the UI sometimes, like, like I was never sure, like, okay, so now I'm encountering a Pokemon. Like, for the longest time, I just would tap on the screen when that little concentric circle would zoom in. I'm like... What am I? What am I doing here? Oh, and then I figured out. Oh, I gotta swipe to throw it at it. Yeah, and, but yeah, but then it's like, how hard do I have to swipe? Well, how far down into the like? What's the depth of the AR there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's a few little you know details I could like you know kind of grind on. But I mean, yeah, there's no overall. T- it's, it's go ahead. I mean, overall, it's a very oh yeah, just overall, it's a very fun game. But there's just some things that it doesn't explain. I don't know if it's just assuming I know the Pokemon universe, which fair enough. I mean, it's been around a long time. I just miss me. But, you know, at the same time, a little more instruction on how things operate could have would have been nice. Yeah, I don't even think the, the you know, like knowing the universe helps with this. It's like there's no tutorial. There's no gameplay tutorial. So that's where you, it, you're really lost because I went I actually tried my first uh, little PvP battle or whatever in the gym. And I had no idea what to do. It was like they throw you in this right. arena and then you're supposed to do. I guess you're supposed to tap the screen. I'm, not, I'm still not even sure. But you're supposed to tap or swipe the screen to actually attack and slash dodge attacks. But they they didn't tell you that at all anywhere. And I was like, what the heck? So so when you do that part, you're physically near the person you're playing. I don't think so. I think it's more oh, of like okay. an async PVP. Is like oh, okay. you know they yeah they load in yeah. your Pokemon or whatever. So I'm not sure, but yeah. So you you played previous Pokemon games, right, Beans? Uh, on the Game Boy, I think the yellow or red, one of those. Okay, but, so it wasn't like something where it was like, oh, this is pre like elder knowledge. No, no, no. You yeah, out. Was, okay. If you read no the novelization, if you, there's the exactly <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu reports. There's, there's, they oh, have yes. yellow cannon and blue cannon, and so it depends oh. on which storyline and which universe dimension you're talking about. Yeah, it's a, yeah. 
And there's all the stuff people, yeah. He's just making, I don't know. I'm just man. making all that. I've never watched that. So I don't believe any of it, but I mean, it's, it, again, it, it's fun. I'm trying to get into it. Like people are trying to educate me about how, you know, we, Oh, well you get, you know, you can get multiples of each of these guys, but then it's sort of a fusion system where you, I guess, burn this Pokemon and then you, you get his essence to like enhance another one. It's kind oh my of goodness. effed what? up. Honestly. I haven't heard of that. Maybe, don't, don't, render, maybe this is only a dream I had about Pokemon. I don't know, but oh, oh but I'm, I'm pretty sure on dupes you can like kill them or something. I don't know. That's weird. But so, yeah, it's worth checking out. Yeah, though. so there it is. It's definitely worth checking out. Fun AR game. I saw and that. Uh, did you see? I saw. Um, somebody retweeted it, but it was Ubisoft. Actually, Ubisoft. They t- tweeted a thing and said, "Hitman Go." <laughs> DSX go, <laughs> uh, Lord like Tomb Raider, Lara Croft go, mm-hmm. and it's like, and they're like Pokemon go, like a question mark or whatever. It's like that's funny. I bet they're a little like, hey guys, come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, but but the, actually, the name makes way more sense too, because like, hey, it's on the go, like you're actually yeah, exactly. out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I may walk out tonight and try to catch some. I don't know. Go check it out. You'll find a bunch of things. The girl found dead bodies. That's yeah, one of the so things. Yeah. <laughs> Take pictures of beans in his apartment. But like, hey, it's creepy. There's just Pokemon in there. Somebody was at like a baseball doing. game. And the AR was like freaking out. So the Pokemon was actually like a giant size Pokemon on the field. <laughs> They're oh, like, wow. oh my goodness. Like, look how big it is. <laughs> so, That's crazy. What a fun stuff. This is a game. Like we talked about Fallout 4, those games like being made. For, this game was made for the internet. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen like yes, a thousand. Definitely. That's why I got it. Because I didn't even know. I was like, yeah, I think I heard about that. But. There was like already like a billion videos on YouTube and stories about and memes and everything. Yeah, here's the top 100 yeah. Pokemon shots. Like 100, like what? It's like so it exploded within two days. So go on then. Nintendo rising up. Yeah. Well, is it? Is yeah. it like Ninten- it's Nintendo? Well, I mean, I guess they license the brand. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you just need to give it a mobile more and try that out. Yeah, they would make so, so much money. It's all those Mario games and other stuff on mobile. Dude, yeah. you give me even an original Legend of Zelda oh, on my yeah. phone, I'll be like, Jesus, yeah. I'd buy that for five bucks. Yeah. So I already bought it once for a hundred and something dollar console and forty dollar game. Console oh wow! Games I just read this article. It's like Nintendo stock price up nine percent after Pokemon already. Go. It like immediately. Oh yeah, in a couple of days. Like, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, real quick before I, I didn't want to belabor this. Do you you just have to purchase some like packs as like microtransactions? No, it's it's. Um, com- you mean I don't know? Do you, how do they make money? Well, they they do have these coins like okay, okay, coins or okay. whatever that you can purchase. But there's okay. a hard currency. Yeah, yeah. but. Okay. I don't think it's really. Necessary. I don't think I can get it to your level five though. Like when you start like PVPing and doing shit like that. Maybe yeah, I don't. So know. I don't even level, know what you spend them on. So level eight laser well, you, laser lotus. You spend them on like you spend them on like lures, egg incubators, oh, okay, uh, yeah. pokeball. You can buy more pokeballs, that type of thing. Hopefully, I can buy it to change my character's look because <laughs> I'm sick of being this androgynous <laughs> asshole in the fucking like orange jumpsuit. I don't know. It's like I'll pay to look different. So. Yeah. Cool. Anywho. Cool. All right. So that was Game of the Week, folks. And this has been the Debug Logs take on choosing your platform for game development. So I'd uh, just like to thank you all again for listening. And um I'd like to let you know that we're coming out with a Debug Lounge video show here very yeah. soon. Uh, within the next, what, week or couple so? A couple of days when you're listening yeah. to this. A yeah. couple of days. Yeah, probably a couple of days when you're listening to this. And this will be interviews with the community, game developers, you know, people like us, you know, just sitting around shooting the shit, having fun, and exchanging our experiences. It's going to be awesome. And as always, you know, go to the Debug Log Facebook group, you know, join the lounge. You know, we'll get you in there as soon as possible. Hang out post comments chat just again experiential stuff just you know let's talk about it let's interact it's fun so um again thank you as always for listening to the debug log and i am uh, on twitter at re kilgore i'm at andrew underscore curry and i am <clears throat> sorry <laughs> i am <laughs> <laughs> i am at ho beans oh with an h beans with a z Nicely done, sir. And thank you guys for listening. We are out!